Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another first-run bald movie. Uh, this is probably going to go in prestige, despite oh, yeah. its very pulpy aesthetic. Uh, it's Wes Anderson's newest, Asteroid City. This thing has a cast a million miles long. Um, everyone seems to be having just the most fun. And it's got the Wes Anderson aesthetic taken to the nth degree. And it's a really bizarre film that kind of dares you to analyze it. But you know what? I'm going to take a stab at it. Uh, I really like this film. I thought it was one of the funnier Wes Anderson films in that kind of like very dry, absurdist way. But Mm -hmm. I had a big smile on my face throughout the movie, chuckled a lot, and had two or three belly laughs. Um... And 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 and, and uh, other stereotypical Wes Anderson form also tugged at the heartstrings here and there. Uh, what'd you make of Asteroid City, Jim? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. It is it is quite funny. Um, I enjoyed it once I got settled into it. I think the beginning of this movie is a lot to take in because they just kind of rattle off a bunch of stuff at you and expect you to catch up, and you do, you do eventually, but. It took me a while, um, and then yeah, I, I really got into it. There, there are a couple of scenes that I definitely laughed out loud at uh, for extended periods, which I guess like the last time I can remember really doing that is like Fantastic Mr. Fox. There are some really funny scenes in that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a Wes Anderson movie. You know what you're yeah. in for here. I it, that's you. It's. I thought I knew what this film was about. And this movie, not to the same degree, but made me feel like the Matrix film where it's like, oh, shit, there is like two other layers that I did not suspect was happening. Uh, hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. the framing device I, is interesting. In yes. This movie. Yes. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but like I wasn't prepared for the framing device this movie. And it really gave it this kind of like uh, almost parody of a Kurt Vonnegut piece. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and so it goes and so it goes. But I, I, I don't know. I, I really dug it. And then the, the thing is, is like the, the people having so much fun and how much like, every once in a while things would be serious or something incredible would happen and then the way it unfolded uh, with like some of the really funny physical performances and some of the really clever animation they do is just really funny and it just like Mm -hmm. it it like unfolds over three or four minutes it's a very carefully constructed piece of humor and I really enjoy those I really enjoy like you know when you have like uh, every once in a while you you feel like uh, an elaborate French pastry you know, most of the time you just want a cupcake, okay. right? But every once in a while sure, you want, yeah. you know, something a little bit more elevated, something a little bit more rarefied. And th- I felt like I that some of those belly laughs were those kind of things. You know, there wasn't I mean, anything crude. No, no. You're, you're speaking in terms that Wes Anderson would approve of. Fine French pastries. Yeah. Uh, th- those types of things. So, I, yeah, that's I, thing- I agree. Wes Anderson isn't also like highbrow. He'll work blue. He'll have sure. Ray Fiennes say you bloody fuckers, and uh-huh. he he might like there like there the you know uh, lay odds right now whether you think Scar Joe's topless in this film because pff, Wes Anderson can come at you very adult. Um, sure, Jason Schwart- Schwartzman might be bottomless. Who knows? He might hang dong. You never know because mm-hmm. he's that kind of you know that kind of whimsical guy. 
Um, but you know, I, we were, I was kind of worried cause when we were driving over to the theater, you were talking, you know, it's like, ah, I said, are you excited? And you're like, I don't know. Like, I just worry sometimes that I'm just going to like wake up sick of Wes Anderson shit because <laughs> yeah, cause it he does is the f- same thing over and over and over. This is very Wes Anderson. But that's that's like, do you, do you feel that way about like Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese? And and I know that they do change it up in the same way that a I think bit, yeah. Wes Anderson does change. You know, he has definitely a look, but he can do a different type of movie. Hmm. Um, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I look, I've seen 10, 10, 11 Fast and Furious movies at this point. I'm not tired <laughs> of that formula. So sure. True. Hey. True. I get what true. you're saying, but also it's Wes Anderson, and it takes it's it is very deliberate. It is very uh, austere. It is all of the things that you think of with the Wes Anderson movie, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for that. But sometimes I'm not in the mood for a Fast and Furious movie, so it's it's kind of a roll of the yeah. dice as to whether I will be able to get into the headspace that Wes Anderson wants me in. If we were giving a review, would you say your thumbs? Because, uh, like, you know, Roger Ebert and uh, Siskel, they had the old thumbs up. But sometimes they'd be like thumbs way up. You know, that was like the A plus. Mm, yeah. Uh, are you a, are you I'm, I'm, I'm are, are you like a thumb middle thumb up or thumb way up on this movie? Because I think I'm a thumbs way up. I think I'm a thumb up, but I don't think I fully understand this movie. It's it's typical Wes Anderson fair in it's in it's uh, subject matter, I would say. But I don't know that I understand what he wants me to get out of this movie quite yet. I would need to watch it more times, so I can only go thumbs up, not thumbs way up. And it, I, it's, I don't think this is a spoiler to say that it's a textual part of the film that it's okay for you not to understand what this <laughs> thing is about. Yeah. So like yeah. I it's it's um I don't know, like you, you ever heard of a movie is described as like critic proof? Like yeah. this is a I, I think this might be an extremely critic proof movie because like you mm-hmm. either know that you're in for a Wes Anderson film or at this probably you're like, I don't care about that pretentious cartoon crap. Um and if you go like this movie some like I said, semi defies uh attempts to analyze it. But I I I think it has one pretty plain reading. I'm curious to see what you think of it. And then there's the whole types of other shades and stuff. But yeah, this movie looks amazing. The primary set of Asteroid City is the most Wes Anderson thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he loves locking a camera in like the down Main Street and every place the camera turns everything like you know the arlington cemetery how like everything just kind of like lines up vanishing point lines and all the uh just all the angles match up and like the people are framed just so and mm-hmm. there's a couple places too where like he's playing with are you seeing a real train on a real track or are you seeing a scale model of a train on a trail and and doing these uh you know, there's there's a certain type of angles and lenses you can use to make three dimensional objects look flat and kind of like like models. And you can use another camera angle to make like models look more real. And I think he's fucking with that to kind of mm-hmm. um, make you real unsure about the nature of reality, because that's the other thing this film, I think, likes to do, which is like fourth wall breaks. Oh, yeah. Third dimensionally six six wall breaks, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. just just yeah, uh, cr- crazy stuff. It's uh, 
It feels it feels like he's kind of swinging for the fences, and he's. I think it feels like he's trying to say something about um, these times we live in too, in in the guise of a uh, very twee nineteen fifties atomic age mm-hmm. tale about space oddities. Yeah, he's definitely trying to say something. I and I think I'm on his wavelength roughly um, with what I think he's doing and what he always does but also I couldn't quite put my finger on exactly what he wants to say about it. So maybe we can talk through it in the spoiler section. Is Willem Dafoe like the luckiest man in the world? Does he, cause it seems like he just does whatever the fuck he wants and has a mm-hmm. great time doing it. Like every time I see, you know, he did that. Did you, you, you saw him, uh, art thief get stuck in a gallery. Did yeah, you see that movie? Inside. Uh huh. <sighs> I haven't seen that yet. I want to like every time I see <laughs> him. Interesting. I, That's another I can't, strong. I, I haven't seen it. Something. I don't think I've seen him in something in like the last 15 years where I'm like, Oh man, I don't know. Yeah. Guy just cannot miss. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Just the, uh, in generalities before we talk about trailers and upcoming films. Uh, I don't think so. How much more do you need to say about a Wes Anderson movie to let people know whether they want Th- to see this it? This might be the biggest cast he's ever had, too. That's like, the thing. How all- does he do it? Everybody in this is extraordinarily famous, maybe from being in Wes Anderson movies for half of yeah, them. Yeah, he's got like- his, like, regular players, like, almost everybody. Uh-huh. And then he's added, like, uh, uh, was it My- is it Maya Hawk? Is that Ethan's uh-huh. daughter? Yep. And uh, uh, Sophia Lillis, is that the... Um, uh, she the the from Sharp Objects and um the It movie. The teen, oh the, she yeah, plays, she, she play, I yeah. There's just, I'm trying to think uh, like all the different like has Scarlett Johansson ever done a Wes Anderson film before? I believe so. I could be wrong mm. about that though. I don't remember. Yeah. No, there's like a, I felt like a, a lot of I, I, maybe Jeffrey Wright was in French Connection, but he just keeps on adding mm. people. Yeah, Tom Big high Hanks. profile people. Yep, Tom Hanks. This is his first one with Anderson. Uh, and like this is like I've I've seen him take a couple stabs at it in the last few years. This is my new favorite Tom Hanks curmudgeonly old man role. Really fine. I think it just really finely, yeah. finely nailed the 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 sugar sweet, uh, salty vinegar flavor uh, that you need for like a real old codger you for them not to come off as unlikable. That that. Grumpy Mr. Sourpuss or whatever that movie did no, recently because was. That, that movie looked like it was all vinegar. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Uh, Mr. Otto, that's what it was. Yeah. It's like I don't want to see Otto, Tom Hanks. I, I don't want to see Tom Hanks in like a Grand Torino without guns. I just don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to see yeah. that. He's Mr. Rogers. Um, okay. Are, do we any any other observations? Because we got I got a, a bunch nope. of stuff I want to talk about in a spoiler section. Uh, let's talk yeah. trailers, shall we? We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. Here's what's new and premium content for our club members. No lunch this week, as I'll be traveling on vacation, but get ready for next week when we have the rare, elusive, dare I say premium lunch with Talitha and Aaron. And while you're waiting for the return of the king, don't forget May is the time to switch your Patreon tiers to make sure you maintain your full benefits by June. Stop by support.ballmove.com to check your Patreon levels to see the new benefits and decide which one is right for you. And finally, tickets are now on sale for Badass Fest 6. 
Come meet us live and in person, watch a mystery badass film with us, and then hear us record the podcast right there in front of you in a theater packed with Bald Move fans. Get your details and your tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com right now to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad-free feeds. try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at bald move just join the club but some people aren't a joining type or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage or for podcasts that really spoke to them or gave them that bit of support in a tough time for these and for whatever other reason you might have our tip jar is always open head over to support.baldmove.com and click the donate option to say hey keep doing what you're doing we appreciate it Once again, check out support.baldmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. And now, back with more Bald Move. This is a new Dial of Destiny trailer. I feel like they've had like 17 different ones of these. And this one, I, I don't see how this movie is bad, but everyone says right? it's bad this this is like the phantom menace all over again how can this fucking trailer be in for a bad movie because every individual <laughs> frame looks super fun yeah, and super six exciting minutes i've seen of it in the trailer looks great and i'm excited i want to see it i got to see more of phoebe and i thought like uh she gave an interview where people are trying to like are you like a femme fatale you this you that she's like I'm a rascal and like i really got that energy uh out of this trailer and so i'm really excited i i, I how harrison ford looks great mm-hmm. he's looks like he's having fun on the interview circuit like how 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 does it how's this, how how's it bad jim i don't know man uh... my hopes are getting up it's probably not good that's probably not healthy i think we only have a week to wait doesn't this come out next week comes out next week wow okay well we'll know soon enough yeah yeah um i don't think this is a new trailer for oppenheimer i am still excited speaking it of we've is, got to, but is it uh, but i can't say anything more about it i'm i'm ready to see yeah. this movie but i have to wait i might have saw because i went to see the flash this weekend and i might have off the clock oh, i might yeah, have yeah. seen i might have seen it then but but yeah, I'm I'm still ten out of ten excited to see this movie. It's a few weeks away. We'll be fine. Did you know uh, Monster Man is in it? I I can't remember if we talked the about Quaid. Uh huh. Jack Quaid. Jack is in Quaid. This. Yeah. Did he get like a character get blasted by radiation or like what? <laughs> why why yeah. did they cast? He plays the, a melted radiation man. Yeah. The, why did they cast Frankenstein in this? I don't. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, and we ask Jack why we Quaid. don't get screeners. I uh-huh. think Jack Quaid called his agent and had his his parents call their agents, and we just got blacklisted because mm. we're so mean for no reason for for no reason. Uh, can we talk about the Barbie trailer? Because I thought you might okay. escape having to see it, and I've kind of been flummoxed that you have zero interest in seeing. Uh, a movie that I think just can I, I I don't give a shit about Barbies, but I know my sister and almost every woman I've ever been close to did. And I I gotta say, if this is the Lego movie of Barbies, I want to see what the other side is all about. Um, and this trailer makes it look real fun. Your response? Uh yeah, I don't care about Barbie. <laughs> That's my response. 
I don't know. You're right. The the trailer doesn't look bad. I'll, I'll give you that. But I, it's weird. I don't know how they're going to make the trailer, the the plot as revealed in the trailer plausible in this movie. Because I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, you've the got core, a real yeah. Barbie who's come out of the real world, and these executives are like, we got a real Barbie, we got a real problem, and I don't know how you would tell. There, there is no one on this planet who could walk up to me and say I'm a real life Barbie, and I would believe them. Not even Margot Robbie, really. No, if her feet were like permanently molded in a high heel position. I'd be like, stop standing on your toes. Just put your <laughs> heels down, you freak. <laughs> Why are you pretending to be Barbie? Um. Yeah, I, uh, I it. That and I, I, I admit that is the one thing that I can't quite wrap my head around. But I don't know. They had a real world framing device in the Lego Movie, so I'm gonna give them some freedom to explore that. Um, yeah, framing device, but not like not like the plot. The plot wasn't Lego. You know, a minifig comes into the real world, yeah. and the head of Lego goes, "Shit, we got minifigs That's running around true. the planet. What's yeah, happening?" It's more child magic kind of thing. Um, I don't know. There's like the 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 point of this movie, the the point of this trailer that sold me on the movie is where Kate McKinnon shows up as the traumatized by reality <laughs> Barbie, where mm. a little girl has clearly cut her hair terribly and drawn permanent marker on her and given her like a potato sack for clothes and. Yeah, you know, she yeah. she tries to she pull the veil off of Barbie's. Uh, I, I I don't know the tagline of like this is the movie if you love Barbie and this is the movie if you hate Barbie. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued. This um, is not the movie if you hate Barbie. If you hate Barbie, you shouldn't be seeing movies about Barbie. But no, it's the whatever. movie if you're indifferent. It's not the movie for you if you're indifferent. That's the true anti fan. Like if you just don't care, and I think that's you. I think you you I fit in that why, market segment. Yeah, and that's why would fine. I go see a, a movie that I hated the the material did your, from did your wife play with barbies do you know uh i think she was forced to i didn't think i don't think she really <laughs> wanted to she wanted to do like holy shit well then maybe you shouldn't see this movie to show solidarity it might to be her. traumatic yeah yeah no okay. she wants to go see this though hmm i think well i'm gonna check out barbie oh i want to put out a cat i want to put out a, an offer if there are any uh women podcasters out there that love or hate Barbie, uh, and you want to do a podcast about Barbie with me, I would be delighted to do so. We got to get it turned around at least within one week of the release. I want to see it probably that weekend because I got to see fucking Oppenheimer. Got to see the goddamn (laughs) nuke movie because Jim doesn't care about Barbies or women. And but after after I watched it this weekend, I I would love to uh, I would love to to have a conversation with somebody about that. So if you got you've got a mic and some some uh, decent professional experience, reach out to me uh, wherever you want. And uh, I'll I'll, I'll try to make that happen because I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Next up, the, the perfect movie to release opposite of Oppenheimer is the Barbie movie. Damn like, fucking there's straight. Zero, I feel like zero overlap. This is puppy you're bowl levels in defiance of, of that. So yeah, this is puppy bowl levels of counter programming. I think it's a. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it sexist to assume that a lot of women don't give a shit about Oppenheimer? It might be, but I also probably. think it's probably broadly true. Um, to the well, same extent that I don't know. You know, Kill, so, so many Murphy. so many men have zero interest in Barbie. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about Priscilla. I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a teaser 
that's yeah. about the wife of Elvis Presley. And I wonder if it's got like a bucket of cold water to throw on the. How do you pronounce that? Hagography. You know, when you when you saint a person, when when you make a person a saint, hagography. Yeah, Lady Gography. Uh, like like you know a lot of, like there I wonder if it's going to try to like uh, bring Elvis because I bet you there's a bet there's a lot you could say bad about Elvis uh, or if it might sure. be just like you know telling her like star story I'm not sure what fucking <laughs> what what do we what is the obsession with Elvis right now that's they what just I'm released saying. an Elvis movie last year I don't understand why are we, are we we're approaching a major death Elvis anniversary. Trip? Uh, yeah, the death of the last person who gave a shit about Elvis. I, I don't know. 1977? Like, no, I like his music, really. but I, I'm i not looking to make multi-million dollar movies about the man. I don't I, know. I, if, if maybe it's a cash in on the interest in last Elvis movie, or it's a reaction to it. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't I know, really care. We, we have a lot of people listening who probably like Elvis. And I'm not saying you shouldn't like Elvis. I'm just saying I don't get it. Yeah, and I, I don't really care, but I also am not against a good music biopic. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see when we get more than ten seconds of it. It's a Drive Sofia a- Coppola movie too, which is interesting. Okay, that is that is interesting. Talford producer saying that Riley Keough is I guess, that's the Elvis's granddaughter has been like you know in the news as a rising star. Maybe that's generating some interest in the family again. Okay. Um, sure. And, you know, he's just a, he's a perennial. His music's great. Uh, fascinating figure. Died young. Uh, do you know what I'm really excited for that I didn't even know existed until just two and a half hours ago? I think I do. The movie Drive Away Dolls. Jim, mm-hmm. why am I excited for the movie Drive Away Dolls? Uh, this is an Ethan Cohen joint, right? This is the one that he's doing away from Joel, or is this both of them again? Uh, it's definitely Ethan Cohen, but I thought his maybe it was his Ethan Cohen. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just Ethan Cohen. Yeah, I had heard All he right. was doing some some solo project, or, or you know, at least he hadn't got the band back together for this one. Uh, yeah, it's a Cohen brother film, not brothers. I don't know. It has the feel of a Cohen brothers movie for sure, and it has this like a much more modern setting i think mm-hmm. in a style mm-hmm. that i think is just going to be a lot of fun so yeah i'm in on this and it has a lot of big actors too it's got a great cast margaret qualey qualey um uh-huh. you know that's jill from uh leftovers the leftovers thank you very much it's got pedro pascal so hot right now coleman domingo in a fucking coleman domingo role <laughs> Matt Damon as a buffoon, um, and it's it looks very funny, like a, a, a funny Coen Brothers film. I, I noticed that uh, mm-hmm. Ethan co-wrote this with his wife Trisha Cook. Oh, um, it's his wife. Okay, yeah, and she has done a lot of work as an editor on a lot of the Coen Brothers films. She was like the editor on Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, a bunch of the stuff. Nice. Um, I think this might be the first one that she's written. So I'm yeah, that's kind of stuff, and it, it, like and the trailer looks great too. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not just all pedigree. Uh, that that was that looked like an entertaining movie, and then when I saw his Cohen Brothers, I'm like fuck, or Cohen Brother, I'm like fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a movie that blew my mind, my big fat Greek wedding. This trailer fires up. I, I, I immediately recognized big fat Greek wedding, 
And I'm like, I wrote in my notes because I keep a note of all the trailers I watch. I just wrote, you know, five seconds in my big fat Greek wedding too. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. I'm mm-hmm. like, gosh, why? Why are we doing this? Like, what? Thirty years later, twenty five years later. It's like I, that's a lot of. I did remember having fun with that movie. I only saw it once. Maybe there's a huge nostalgia wave. And then the title card dropped. It's my big fat Greek wedding three. <laughs> yep. Apparently. Did I wake up in a different dimension that there's a second big fat Greek wedding movie that I didn't know about? Yeah, this is the first time in my whole fucking life I've had a legit Berenstein bear moment where I feel like timeline shifted. There is a franchise of my big fat Greek weddings. Apparently. Yeah, I've never seen any of them, so I don't know. So you never saw the original because the original was pretty big deal when it came out, I believe. Yeah, I think I was like a late teen or something. I was not yeah, going to see that, my big fat Greek wedding. Fuck family films. Yeah, yeah. I was watching The Matrix, man. I don't have time for Greek weddings. I don't care how fat they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can't make a Greek wedding fat enough for me to watch it. I mean, they got all of the fucking cast back, it looks like. At least everyone is still alive. Um, so if, you're, if you've been, you've been holding out for the third installment of the big fat Greek wedding franchise, oh boy. Oh boy. Have I got a film for you. This is right in that Barbie zone for me. The just don't care just don't care there's a lot mm. of people who do i just can't mm. jim jim he's all about living on the edge of the barba zone <laughs> i think we need to make that a piece of ball of baldman can that's that's a great way to describe your attitude towards a vast swath of things like that's just square mm-hmm. in the barba zone i'm sorry half of dc <laughs> increasingly yeah. a disturbing amount of of marvel and star wars joints just mm-hmm. in the barba zone and you're not once once yeah. it's it's like a black hole once a <laughs> Once a genre starts getting pulled into the barber zone, it might never get out. Yeah, uh, you, you're really gonna have to try to get out of the barber zone. Yeah, Harry Potter made a desperate near light speed <laughs> attempt to get out of the barber <laughs> no. zone and psh, smash right People back. People paid in, money crushed, to try and get crushed the Harry Potter franchise out. Crushed by the apathy of Jim Jones. Uh huh. <laughs> um, okay, I think we're 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 just stalling. We're just stalling to get to the the premium part of the podcast. Uh, yeah, if you I really like to don't hear, know what to say about this movie, but we're gonna do I, it I anyway. Got, I got some things. Uh, okay. I got some things. I, I got I got a I got an interesting framing uh, or, or lens in which to, to to look at this movie. Uh, if you like want to hear about that, you're gonna have to be a club member. Support.ballmove.com is where you go to sign up. Uh, you, you you put your money down, you get instant access to this podcast as well as a ton of other premium audio content, video content, and ad-free feeds. That ain't nothing. Support.baldmove.com. Everybody else into the spoiler section.